All right, guys, thank you for uh, joining with us on our next episode of Setting Our Thoughts Captive. I'm Chitiz. I'm Daytuan. And we welcome you back. Um, thank you for tuning with us week in and week out. And hopefully this has been a blessing to you like it has been to us uh, as we look into different topics, events, and things happening around us. And we look at it in the proper context according to the scripture. Talking about context, context is key, isn't it? That one. I guess. No, <laughs> in, order to, in order <laughs> to understand is. the story, in order to understand anything, context is key. I mean, even when we look at the news today, and there's it's such a clickbait culture right now, and if we don't know the context, it's easily, easily we can be uh, drawn away to a different narrative than it is. Yeah. And and not only outside, but even when we read the scripture, it's so easy to just take a verse in the scripture and take it completely out of context. Do you see that happening? Do I see it happening? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah? Yeah. And, it, I mean, you know, for example, if I read a headline that says, that one killed, right? Well, am I going to completely jump into... The narrative that that one is a murderer, or is is it without understanding the context, or do I wait for the context because that one killed could be he killed a human being or he killed a fly, <laughs> right? Just or to, I, I, or I, I was that's a good example. But or, or I just edited the sweet video and I just killed kill, the editing. Yep, in the you know, editing, like yeah, just, exactly. So yeah. so without understanding the context, we can make anything that comes to our mind. Uh, we we can make the meaning of that that particular headline anything that comes to our mind, and we can, we we do the same thing with the scripture too. When you root it, look at the verse, and without really understanding the context, you make what it means to you or what it means to your mind without really understanding what the original intention of that verse was. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean. <coughs> Just in terms of keeping things in context, it's it's vital, um, you know, really for two reasons. Um, in terms of what God is trying to communicate and how that affects what you believe, mm. right? How, you know, what you believe and how you live uh, is going to be greatly impacted based upon how you interpret Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also... If you are sharing the gospel with others, um, your witness is going to be affected directly by how you interpret scripture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, you know, <clears throat> I think this is like a sub sequel of the podcast we did when we did the how to read the bible mm. and this is almost like one major part of that is is to read the bible in context right and so so let's let's think about this what are the dangers of not reading the scripture in context Ooh, i mean there's a lot of dangers yeah. um you know so first off um you could be you can become some type of heretic, um, mm-hmm. you know, a false teacher. Um, you can slander God. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, um, your view of God is then warped, right? Yeah. So 
who you view God is and what he does um, could be great. Since it's warped, you will end up slandering him. Um, and obviously it can lead to damnation and condemnation. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, like when you think about some examples, right, we, we can think of Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, where we can make the verse all about ourselves and God is for prosperity, where the context does not say that. We can think of Philippians four thirteen, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and basically make it all about us and may make it all about us and then like try to think that, you know, we can do everything possible that we want because Christ strengthens me where the context is not that. Mm-hmm. Or even like, you know, James, where he says faith without works is dead. And we can just look at that particular verse without any ignoring everything else in the scripture. And we can make salvation is a, is a product of faith and works. Mm. And so it's, it's very key that we don't just stick in one verse, but we, it's very key that we look into surrounding verses to get the context and to get the original intended meaning of the author when he wrote that verse. Yeah, um you know, and, and just if if we just keep things basic, right, if we keep things basic, when we view the Bible, we understand it to be God's truth, mm-hmm. the word of God, as we say, right? And so if we take God's words out of context, the meaning is lost. And if God has an intended meaning behind what he's saying, if if we miss that meaning, then how are we to grow from that? Yeah. How are we to understand God more clearly? And then also, um, you know, one of the things, too, with um, understanding God's word, God's word changes us. Mm-hmm. And so if we are going to be changed and conformed, like the Bible talks about renewing your mind, and so if your mind is going to be renewed and that renewal that happens is to conform you into the image of Christ to make you more like Jesus. If we do not interpret God's word correctly, how will you be transformed into the image of Christ? Yeah. You know, so I think I think that is one of the 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 most important things in terms of us already as Christians, yeah. you know, so before we become Christians, it's important to interpret scripture correctly for salvation, right? The gospel being communicated, communicated clearly and properly, but then also once we become children of God, um, the process of sanctification, growing in the knowledge of Christ to become more like mm-hmm. him. We have to have it in our in its proper context so that we can do that. Otherwise, um, we don't we don't conform to the image of no, Christ. Because you're not you're not growing in the right knowledge of God, right? So you can you can you can misinterpret scripture and take it out of context mm-hmm. and you will have some vague false idea of who God is. Right. And your hope in God is going to be false, right? I mean, if, you're, if you're thinking, if you take Jeremiah 29, 11 out of context and make it look like, you know, God is all about prosperity of our life, what happens when you suffer? What happens? Sickness comes and there is no healing. And, 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 and maybe God's will is for you to suffer at that time, right? And mm-hmm. so, so when you take the verse out of context, then, you know, you, your idea of God is that God is going to take away all your suffering. 
Mm-hmm. But God does not promise that in the scripture. Even in that context of Jeremiah, he does not promise that. Yeah. And so as a result, you know, your knowledge of God is is distorted and you have some false hope about God and, and you'll be disappointed. Yeah. And and you know the the other thing too, um if we if we are honest, if we're honest with ourselves when we don't read God's word in context and we just, you know, cherry pick certain verses out of the Bible um, and we, you know, we just read something for a quick fix rather than mm. to see Christ. Mm. Um, then if we're if we're truly honest with that, it's it's very empty. It is. It's very empty. You know, and I and I can attest to this. um you know, early in my walk where when I would study the Bible, um, you know, maybe I read Romans 3 and mm. then I read Galatians 5 or, or Galatians 3. And, and um, or, you know, just I'm yeah, just, just all over the mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And so within that chapter or within those few verses, I find a verse that really resonates with me. But I have no sense of what's going on before, what's going on after. And like even if you, you know, for example, you take certain books of the Bible, especially books written by Paul, where Paul gives all of this doctrine. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's let's look at Romans. Right. He gives all of this doctrine in the beginning of the, the, the first couple books of the chapters like this is this, 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 right? And then from there, he moves on to, okay, in light of this, this is what we now do. Mm-hmm. You know, even in Ephesians, if you yeah. open up Ephesians, the first couple books is declaring doctrines, mm-hmm. like you're chosen, you've been elected, you've been saved, this is not of works, uh, but it's by the grace of God. And then you get to Ephesians uh, 4, and then it's like, in light of this, now live like this, mm-hmm. right? So, and you see that so many different times in the in the books of the Bible, uh, especially in the New Testament, where there's the front load of it, it's heavy with doctrine, what to believe, and then it gets to what you now should do. Mm-hmm. And so if you get to you read a certain part where it's okay, do this, but you don't have any sense of the doctrine of why you should do it. Mm-hmm. You can form your own doctrine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, and, and maybe that's, and that's an overgeneralization when I, right. when I talk about the books, but, but the, the principle of it remains. It's like he, before, before Paul tells you what to do, yeah, he's giving you doctrine behind it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that's key because you know if you, if you read the end part of the epistles and and learn about what to do, you can clearly try to work out your salvation or try to 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 really earn God's favor by your works mm-hmm. by just reading the end part, right? But 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 if you read the front part of the letters, it is clear that it is by God's grace that we have favor of God. Mm-hmm. And now because we have favor of God, now we go and live the Christian life that we are supposed to. Mm-hmm. Right, and so it's so easy to like just read the end part of those epistles and not understand the big picture, not understand the big context, and and make it all about works, and that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the danger 
that we put ourselves in when we don't read the scripture in context. And so uh, one of my professors always used to say this, and it kind of resonated with me. Is like, you know, whenever you read the verse, make sure you read the chapter before and chapter after to get the context. And it's not always like, you know, chapter before. Maybe you have to read the whole book to get the context. But what he meant to say is don't just take the verse and, and make the whole meaning of the verse just reading that verse because there are surrounding verses, there are surrounding passages, and the whole book. That that works all th- that that are that are all working together to give the meaning to that verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I mean, if if we're gonna if we're gonna be like how the Bible commands, so um, uh, in um, where is it? Second Timothy, when um, when Paul tells Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth Hmm. like if we're going to be if we're one if we're going to study the bible and show ourselves approved right unto god not not unto man but unto god because this this is his truth and we don't want to mishandle the word of god and and make it mean something else than what he's attended Mm -hmm. and in doing that we we pull it down it's it's um it reminds me of uh, Romans, Romans 1, uh, where God has revealed himself. And instead of, um, instead of following what God has said or acknowledging what God has said, the truth then is suppressed. Suppressed, yeah. You know, and so then we, we take the invisible God and his attributes and make it something else. Yeah. And, and even though that may not be your intended purpose when you study God's word, you have to be mindful that that's something that you could end up doing mm-hmm. if you do not properly mm-hmm. handle God's word. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of touched on it, but when we read God's word, we want to know the meaning of the scripture is God intended it to be. And, and you know, the meaning of the scripture does not change. It was the same thousand years ago as it is today, as it is thousand years from now. So without context, if we just read a verse, if we just read a scripture, each of our mind can interpret differently. Mm-hmm. And, and you can come up with different conclusions. But again, the goal is not to really, like, it doesn't matter what we, underst- what we think the verse says. We have to understand the meaning of the verse as it was intended to by original author and then mainly by the divine author, God himself, who inspired these words to be written. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, when you, you just mentioned it, it's the same, right? Hebrews 13, uh, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And the and the reason why I bring this up is to echo what you're saying. But remember, the word Christ is the word, mm-hmm. right? John one. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God, and the word was made flesh, right? So if if Christ is the word, and he and it says here in Hebrews eight, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's he's the God of love, but he's also the God who will destroy and bring Mm -hmm. execute wrath and and judgment. He's Mm -hmm. the same. So his words won't change. His words can't change if if his words mean something different 
uh, a thousand years ago than today, then that means God changes Mm -hmm. and he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things, too, that I've heard and I've had, um, you know, conversations and really it, it turns into debate into debates with people sometimes where it's like, okay, the scripture says this, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean the meaning of it doesn't apply to us no longer. Um, and, and maybe a good example of that would be, uh, with women pastors. Mm. I know I'm gonna make some people mad with this, (laughs) you know? So, um, when people read that in the scriptures, they think, okay, it applied specifically to this point in time. Mm. But now today's age, we're more modernized. Mm. Uh, the culture is different. And so now we can have women pastors. Mm. So that verse, the meaning of it does not mean the same thing today mm. as it did back then. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, like, what do you say about that? I think, I think for me, like, Doctrine does not change with culture. Mm. And so, you know, that was something that Paul has mentioned clearly in the scripture. And it doesn't like, and I think also the fact that, you know, like God has given some certain great roles for women to play in the church. Pastoral ministry is not one of it. Mm-hmm. And so when we, and so, so you have to go to a different spectrum. That doesn't make women any inferior to church or any, anything as such. It's just a role that God has not given. And when we submit to that role, we are showing our obedience to God. Just like, you know, how wives should submit to the husband, right? And you might say that in the Eastern culture back then, they would submit. The Western culture, we're all about equality, so we should not submit. Mm-hmm. You can make the same case in that, in that aspect too. But when you submit to your husband, it's a choice that you are making to be obedient to God's design of marriage. The same way it's a choice that you are making to submit to God's design of church as a woman when you're not uh, taking part in the pastoral ministry. Mm-hmm. And so for me, doctrine does not change with the culture. Mm-hmm. And so when Paul is so specific on that scripture, right, and, and, and it's, it's, it's consistent throughout the scripture. It's not only on one part of the scripture. I think it's consistent throughout the scripture. Yeah, and I mean... What what example does Paul use to justify his stance? Do you remember the argument he, he used to justify his stance to Paul or to Timothy? What so he goes he goes all the way back to creation. Mm. Yeah. He goes back to the beginning of time mm-hmm. to justify his argument. So why does he do that? To say, okay, this is the way that it has always been, and this is the way that God has intended it to be mm. from the beginning. Yeah. So, why now in 2020 do we say, oh, well, back in Paul's time, right? You know, that was how it was then, but now we're we're more progressive. We're more. Mm-hmm. Or more modern, or whatever term you want to use to yeah. justify it, mm-hmm. but really the argument for it still not the argument for it to be men, uh, women without. Sorry, I'm getting a little confused with my words. The argument that he uses to to justify that women should not be pastors, he draws on creation, the way that God created it from the beginning. 
Yeah. His original purpose, his intended plan. And that's what we should go back to. How did God intend it for it to be? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and you know, I think, I think like either it be church or either it be marriage. If we submit to God's intended design, mm-hmm. either it be church or marriage, you know, I, not only that we glorify God by being obedient to him, I, th- I just think like naturally even that, that, that that's how we get to have the joy of, of enjoying marriage and joy of enjoying becoming the church. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we don't submit to it, then, then we run into a lot of mess. Yeah. We learn to a lot of miss out of context. Yeah. So, you know, so just to kind of reiterate, like, the reason why we want to study God's Word in context, um, one, for our, for salvation, mm-hmm. you know, for us understanding the gospel and for mm-hmm. us sharing the gospel, we want to understand it in context for sanctification, mm-hmm. for us growing more into the image of Christ yeah. Um, we want to understand it also for our view of God. Mm. Uh, when we view God, we view God in his in, in the proper way. Mm-hmm. We don't slander God in his character yeah. and pull him down uh, to to man's level. Mm-hmm. But also uh, we want to understand it in context uh just because we want to rightly handle the truth absolutely rightly handle his truth mhm and i agree i agree with all, all all of your uh the list the full list that you have and and i think i think it is important that we we do uh stay in context and read scripture in context so that you know we don't fall into all the heresies yeah and not only for our sake but also for the sake of uh, encouraging others, but at the same time, also you know that there are so many false teachers today that 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 will sway you, and they will tell you what you want or what your heart desires, what your flesh desires. And if you're not if you're not in God's word, and if you don't know the context, so easily to be swayed upon mm. towards that direction. Yeah, and I and, and honestly too, like when you're in God's word, you have to you're gonna if you're really in God's word there is going to come a point when you come across something in scripture mm-hmm. that your flesh does not like. Yeah, absolutely. Like you <laughs> wish that it wasn't there or nah. you wish it meant something else. Right. Um, and if you're coming across stuff in scripture where everything just tickles you, everything is, oh, this is just so great, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not saying that God's word is not good. No. But saying that there, if you don't come across things where your flesh bucks against it or rebels and it never that never happens like then there's something wrong with you the only person that i know (laughs) who doesn't buck against it is god himself his word is pure his and that's what he is but because we carry this wicked flesh and we have these wicked hearts yeah that wants to rebel against god yeah you know there's going to become there's going to be points where you when you read something in scripture where it doesn't it doesn't feel good yeah. and that and that's normal and yeah. and a lot of times it doesn't you know when you come across that it means exactly what it's saying right you know don't try absolutely. to make it mean something else absolutely absolutely and god's god's word is offensive to our sinful hurt sometimes but his grace is also a sweet comfort because yes although we are guilty we also have the grace of god available to us 
So yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. If if you're reading God's word and it's tickling your ear the whole time, then maybe you are reading without the context. So <laughs> so let me say let me ask this question then. So yeah. when people are reading, yeah. And what about when they don't understand? What should they do? What they can do? I so uh in order to properly understand the context, right? I think one of the things that I personally do is I read the chapters before and after. I read the whole book, try to read the whole book. Some of the things that I uh, try to keep note of is prepositions. Uh, the scripture, it, in order to understand the scripture, it's really, uh, prepositions helps us, like and, in, because, because it helps us to connect scripture. It helps us to connect the meaning of the scripture. Like if, if, if the verses end and yeah, the preceding verses has something in relation with that verse. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And those prepositions help me to understand the context. Now again, even if, uh, if that, you don't know the context, you have no idea what you are, you're having a hard time understanding it, then you know, we live in a world where there are so many people that have toiled before us. Look at how this scripture has been understood historically. Like Christianity has been around forever since the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I want to know historic context, like what, how, what was the culture back then when this verse was written. But then I also want to know what the early church believers, what they believed in this topic. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and then there are so many great commentators that you can trust, you know, that you, that you align with. And I want to read what they say. And and all these things collectively form the meaning in my head of what that verse means. Yeah, yeah, and and so um, when I guess what I would say too to add to it, um, or or to reiterate a couple points that you've made. Yeah. You know, one thing to keep in mind too with studying scripture. Remember, this is going to be something that you study until the day you die, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So why not labor over mm. the preceding chapters mm. or the, the chapters that follow? Yeah. Why not? Why, why only approach a certain verse or a certain chapter mm. as if you're not going to read anything else from from this book why don't approach it that way approach it like this is going to be something that you're going to study until the day you die so why not learn the history Mm. why not learn the history of what was going on at corinth Mm. or learn the history of what was going on at ephesus Mm -hmm. or philippi or you you know what i'm saying like get the history absolutely so then you can understand what was going on right. and that will better help you engage with the scriptures in terms of why he's touching on certain topics and have that in proper context. The other thing is, you know, um, when you're when you're studying this, I think the other thing to keep in mind, too, is if you come across something in scripture that you don't understand the scripture actually explains itself. Mm. So maybe your question is not answered in this book that you're reading, right? So maybe you have a question in Hebrews or or better yet, you're in, you know, you're in Deuteronomy Mm. and you're reading something and it doesn't make sense, but keep going, 
right? Yeah. God will eventually reveal it, it to will. you somewhere else in Scripture. Yeah. yeah. I think the term is let the Scripture interpret the Scripture. Yes. Right? And uh, you're absolutely right. And, 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 and it comes from understanding that, you know, the whole Bible is consistent. Yes. It's, it does not contradict itself. And so, yeah, there might be some, like, you know, when you just read faith without works is dead. That could be that could throw you off thinking that you know do we need works along with faith, but you know if you mm. read the Bible consistently, you will understand that you know faith can only faith is not our work it is, it is the gift of God and salvation is by faith alone in Christ alone, and then now when you put proper context and be consistent with the Scripture, you'll understand that faith without works is dead. What what he means to say is like because you have faith, it should produce work. The result of faith is good work in God and for the kingdom. And so, so again, like, you know, you understanding that the whole Bible is consistent and let the scripture interpret the scripture instead yeah. of taking the verse and then just making the meaning out of just that verse. Yeah. So there's, I mean, we've, we touched on Jeremiah. We've touched on women pastors. You've touched on faith without works. There's, there's many v- Mm-hmm. Other verses that maybe comes to your mind, right. where you, it's you know you've heard it all the time, um, and so maybe the verses that we've mentioned are not ones that pop out to you, but there's right. other verses that pop out to you, and so we would just challenge you to whatever that verse is, read everything that's around mm-hmm. that verse, mm-hmm. and see if you actually understand it in its proper context. Absolutely. And yeah. and maybe maybe what what you've heard or what you've understood of the verse is correct. Maybe it is correct, but it's better to know for sure by reading the context than to be unsure or yeah. or blindly believe whatever someone else says. Yeah. And that way too. And the, and this is the last thing um I the the last reason why you should study things in context, you know, we, and again, we talked about for salvation. We talked about for sanctification. We talked about for your view of God. Um, and also, um, just understanding the scriptures, but here's the last reason why I believe you want to study things in context is so that others will not lead you astray. Mm. So many people have wandered from the truth. So many people have been blown by every wind of doctrine because they don't know what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. They only know a certain part. And, you know, you can go somewhere and listen to someone preach and they they read this small little part of the verse. Mm -hmm. But because you don't know what's said before Mm -hmm. that verse or what's said after that verse, you just end up being. Mm-hmm. being led astray by yeah. what that person is teaching. Yeah. You know, so these false teachers that's out here that's leading people astray because they don't know the scriptures, the same thing can happen to you Absolutely. if you do not know what the word of God says. Absolutely. So um, I remember, remember I mentioned Hebrews 13, right? It says yeah. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, yesterday and today and forever. But check out the verse that follows. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for mm. it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. Um, 
one of the things that Paul is is urging Timothy to deal with, or uh, he urges Timothy, uh, when and you see this in First and Second Timothy, but Paul is really big on let. Um, warning people not to be carried away and led away by false teachers. Mm -hmm. He told Timothy to stand up for the faith, declare it truthfully, rightfully. But the same thing to, um, to us, he reminds us, don't be carried away by false doctrine. Understand that the, the truth is going to be what it is. If it, if it's not that, then it's, it's not the truth. Yeah. If, if we change it, it's no longer truth. Don't be led away by all this false teaching. Study God's word in its context. If you don't know it, seek out some good resources to understand the scripture. But don't just study a verse to understand one verse. Study the book. Study mm -hmm. God's truth mm -hmm. in whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, like the last thing I want to reiterate is this. And this is something that was challenging to me. Just because you traditionally believed that that verse meant something doesn't mean that it is true. Mm. Always be willing to challenge your traditional belief. Mm. And I'm not saying all of it is wrong. Maybe it is right, but challenge it. Read the context. Just because you traditionally believe that is true does not make it true. Mm. You have to be willing to challenge your tradition because what is at stake here? Like what Jet One means, the stake is that, you know, our view of God. Don't we want to have the right view of God, right knowledge of who God is? Mm. And so, so, so the last thing I want, to, I want to challenge or encourage you guys be, uh, on top of what Jet One just encouraged us is, is be willing. Be willing to test the scripture, be willing to read the context, and be willing to change the challenge your tradition and change it if, if, it, if, if the scripture demands it. And, and and may this lead you to have the right view of who God is. May this lead you to have the right understanding of the scripture. And may this lead you to understand the gospel better. May this lead you to share the gospel, the true gospel better. Yeah. And worship God in spirit and in and truth. truth. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning with us. And may this be a blessing to you. See you guys Peace. next week.